0: Oh, I'm just fine. How are you? Good. Can you hear me okay? I hear you fine. Okay. Um, Walt is here, but he's not on for the first hour. The reason being that we're going to play a tape. Now, how are you?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm okay. I'm okay. I just, get, I just get into this thing, you know. It's like, uh, it's September 8th. You're listening to Cosmic Reality Radio Show um, on Wolf Spirit Radio. I'm trying to think of of what I have to say here because what happened was that Jean Rockefeller, who was not here tonight, uh, she called me and told me about this terrible thing that was happening in Colorado with the uh, Gold King mine. It had um, it had ruptured and was throwing all sorts of toxins into the into the system, the uh, river system. So I get a hold of Walt and I said, Walt, we got this, uh, friend of Jean's that is at the, right at where all this was happening and she asked Jean for help and Jean ha- asked us. And so that's what the conversation, um, was to be about. So after a few preliminaries, Walt starts talking and I go, gee, I probably should record this. So, um, we were on Skype. So I did. I used uh, the free Skype recorder, which you might want to know about. Skype, Skype com, I think it is, but check it out. And so I recorded the conversation that we had. Now, it actually went on for two and a half hours. But um, it's only 46 minutes, the tape, which is kind of long. I thought it would be much shorter. But then I had forgotten all sorts of details that, that we went through uh, to do what we did. Now, uh, it... This is the. A lot of times we just tell you about what happens. This is a real event. This is how we went through what we went through. Uh, the woman who is, I've got to ask her if she wants me to use her name or not. The woman who is uh, going to come on in the second hour with Walt is the woman who was there, who lives there, who saw this thing, who went into absolute. Oh uh, God, it must have been awful because. I had not seen the pictures. I when when I went on with Walt, I didn't know very much about it. I had not seen the pictures, and I'm very glad I did not see the pictures. When I do a remote viewing, especially in the one the type that we're doing now, there is no anchor. I call it on the other side. So, and plus we're working in the etheric. Now the etheric is a is a layer of energy. It's really the blueprint for everything else. And we were working in the etheric. So, what I was seeing was um, not so much the exact place as symbolically the black, the, the exact place. Because for me to uh, to operate in the way that we were operating, I had to get a fundamental understanding of the situation. But I didn't necessarily need to deal with right there, right there. So um, some of the stuff that, that that I talk about is really the way that um, I see a situation like this in terms of the etheric representation many times, but then also what's really happening there. And I know that sounds kind of confusing, but it'll make a little more sense as you go through this. The other thing to keep in mind is that there are periods of absolute silence. Don't panic. It's not the, the browser or anything going down. It's just that sometimes I'm doing something and we're just waiting for me to, to get whatever information I need to do. Um, Walt gets into some information that I think you're going to find ex- ex- exhilarating. Um, he talks about, well, the only, the only things that I, I edited in the actual, doc, in the actual tape were um, a few cuss words that I did. Walt would never do a cuss word. And also um, what's called the uh, the soul tone. Um, it's a, a tone. It's the tone that is the he- hearing side of your frequency. All of us have a signature frequency. The tone we're talking about is um, just like when we, we talked about the gin Tones and names of people in this kind of, of arena, um, are the same thing. You have a name, but that name is a tone, Nancy. It's a tone, Nancy. And when you're dealing from your soul base, your, your whole connected bioelectromagnetic fields, you actually have a signature that is unique only to you. And that unique signature has a tone. Um, Walt was able, well, we didn't know about this until he was given a tone, my tone for me and his tone for him. So, um, without any further ado, um, Colleen's going to put it on and we will see you in 46 minutes or so. I do believe you will find it fascinating. It's, um, it's kind of the way we do our thing. So, hopefully, hopefully you all stick around and, uh, thank you, Colleen. No, you're welcome. Here we
1: go. Yes. I asked if the energy of the Shanghai grid could be enlisted in working at uh, repairing the river. It said yes. Um, open up your chat. I want to type a text. Um, the elementals of the water, they're not called devas or elves or any th- or fairies. They're called undi- undines.
0: U-N-D-I-N-E-S.
1: Uh-huh. Sometimes some authors spell it with an O. And I ask if the contamination is strong enough to hurt them. And I got a yes. So I asked Gaia, have you taken them, have you pulled them out of the area before they get hurt? And I got a yes. And then I asked, I was remembering, after I hung up with you, I was remembering what you said that one of your pendants was taken to be replicated so i, f- I thought well if the gin, are if the gin are able to surround each undine with a fullerine field would the undines be able to work on the water without being hurt and i got uh yes then uh, i asked if the the turtle that i'm making for anelia i modified the Magnetic resonator inside uh, to make it a little bit stronger. Even it has two plates as opposed to one And I was asking if The turtle were to be placed in a tributary of the river If it would help heal the river and I got yes uh, I don't know if this wherever I don't know where this person lives. It would be ideal to put a turtle upstream of wherever this mine is and then downstream so that first off, it's charging the water, the clean water that's... Because I take it that this didn't happen at the very birth of the river. It happened uh, so somewhere in the middle.
0: The, uh, Jean's friend is actually below where the, the spill is. So okay. she's right... She's, she's not on the river, she's on a tributary, but that's been affected because of the, the spill above her. Okay. Um, however, and I, I, I wondered about this myself, and... Um, Yes, it's true that it would be nice if we were above it, but we know that when I put the magnet and and anything on a the cold water intake, it went back too. It went upstream.
1: Upstream and downstream.
0: Up uh, upstream and downstream
1: First, because linear terms and this thing doesn't care. <laughs>
0: right, right, right. Because again, it's 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 the vibration of the molecules. So whether the molecules are traveling downstream, there's still a body of Molecules, and it should it it shouldn't matter where it's put in.
1: Correct. Right. Plus, there's the beauty of the programmability of the Shanghai that it'll do what you ask it. So if you're asking it, you know, go all the way to the birth of the river, it'll do that.
0: Um, what I got was that it. Okay, this is this is the problem, is that we've been pulled into the old world's reality. Oh, okay. Right? That's not in our reality. That's not happened in our reality. We're still clean. Alright? Mm. However, out of compassion and empathy and because somebody there asked Jean who asked us. Alright, now we have to respond if we're going to be compassionate and understand where they're coming from. So um, and it's and it's it it's the storyline and the witnessing. Okay? It's the the three D needs to have a physical we can't do it etherically like we can on Mars or with a Jinn nation or any of that. We have to be able to give them a physical object with which to, to place in the, in the water and the gin then will make sure that it is protected. You know they'll probably start playing ball with it or something to So keep I think that this
1: woman's property is on the edge on the shore of this boat? I'm
0: not sure. I am absolutely not sure and I said Jean she said no she said she just got an email from this woman explaining that she was in fact part, involved in this spill. And so then Jean thought, well, maybe we had something that we could we could do. And um, so I said, so she doesn't know anything about this device or, you know, because we've, we've got to get with her to say, you know, this is what we need you to do. At first I'm thinking, oh, if we throw it in the water, it's going to start going. It'll be taken by the, you know, the, the waters and, and, you know, it could end up on the shore. You know, I mean, I went totally into 3D because I'm dealing, I have to deal there for a little bit, you know. And, you um, then i realized no she said it was a tributary okay so it's a tributary the the and, and they're polluted it means that the water's not running into the colorado it's coming from the colorado which means that yes we have to be able to have it, a resonant field that goes up the river um, and that it's not going to get wherever that tributary is going to go i don't think well like i say then then i talked to uh, to, to Jen and um,
1: did she the, forward you this person's email?
0: No, no, we haven't got that far yet.
1: Okay, so that you took can you know. I'm actually
0: I'm actually recording this because I didn't know what would happen and I said, to Gene, the best thing for me to do is just I'll record what if, if you know if something special happens I'll you know i just have it on recording so that she'd know, but um no the more I think about it it's more that we have to have a storyline, okay so Walt and Nancy got together and they with Jean and Jean's friend and they gave her the device and the device got thrown into the water and magically with the help of the gin and the elementals because yes to, to, to protect the element that was what I said think think of the animals you know so um, I my how close are you to getting this finished for uh, Anelia uh,
1: I, I did the poor the, pour, uh, the uh, today at noon. So tomorrow, all I have to do is put them together and put the resin between the two. So that'll cure and it'll be one more day. So.
0: Okay. So let's use that one for the Colorado. Did okay. You, did you imbue it with energies for Amelia? Are you? Were...
1: Right now, it's, it's running the, 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 uh, the oxygen tone. Okay. All right. Plus the power. Uh, since you do that remote viewing thing, can you remote view the power one and tell me what is the color? It's running. Oxygen, what happens to be the same tone as abundance. Um,
0: well, it's mostly white.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: It's got like a blue tinge to it, but it's not. It's like a weird thing because it's um, the blue is more. It, okay, it's, it's it's like a um, a light uh, robin eggs blue kind of thing, light blue. But it's on the edges of the color. It's like you'll see it like almost like a halo of color. Uh whereas the rest of it is is blue and actually I mean white and is actually um (laughs) looks like oxygen. It looks like little little bubbles of
1: oxygen. Okay.
0: Perfect then that's
1: the right uh that's the right frequency for it. Would seem so. And then well now, did you
0: ask them if we needed to add anything to to the device, or you just well, talked I, about the device, and they said it would work?
1: I was asking if it would help uh, at healing. Also, once the device goes underwater, uh, I take it the gin can avail themselves of it and use the energy of the device to protect the undines so that they can do their their healing work on the water without them getting hurt.
0: That would make sense because the first thing that, that Jean said to me when I said, you know, I think the jinns can work, and she said, well, you got all the elementals there too. So, and then you brought in the piece of protecting the elementals. I wouldn't have even thought of it.
1: Yeah, because if the jinn can protect themselves with the shanghai, you know, uh-huh. so what about everybody else? Let, let everybody else get protected with shanghai. Right, right. So, and. The other thing I was asking, if it was also conceivable, but you said that something physical is needed, I was thinking in terms of the same way that you have the that portal in the Gulf. I said if there were portals installed along the length of the river, can they help to transmute, clear, and release this contamination? And I got a yes on the pendulum, but just because I got a yes doesn't mean that it has to be done.
0: Well, no, we should do it because um, we need the 3D storyline but that doesn't mean that it keeps us from doing etheric work mm-hmm. that's what that's you know what I'm getting is that okay. we have to give them some 3D story because they're not going to believe that we sat here and dreamed up these etheric things that then cleaned everything
1: you know well, I, I I don't care about others but for myself I, I did my thing where, you know, in the name of humanity and Gaia, I reward all unconscious agreements with the existence of that spill. So, I don't care who did it or what, but uh, I, I don't agree to it existing at all, consciously and unconsciously. Well, I would...
0: Okay, so what are we going to do about... Uh, shall we put up an etheric? Did they give you any blueprint for what the etheric... System should look like. What did they? Did you get? Well, a- the thing that I envisioned that I was
1: asking is uh, along the length of the river, is uh, tetrahedrons okay. like okay. the like the portals in the Gulf. Okay. And then, if uh, if the jinn can pull power from the Shanghai grid, oh. use that power to protect the Undines, you know, produce fullerene fields around them, and then use that power. On the on the etheric portals. So
0: I'm, I'm getting that it should be the um, Sun Gaia device.
1: Oh, you know? okay. Not uh, you mean those as opposed to tetrahedrons? Yeah. So oh, they no,
0: can no, 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 no. Uh, now what I'm seeing... Oh, what am I seeing? No, I'm seeing the black, uh, the full uh, black
1: one, the uh, light one. The black tetrahedron, right? No. Oh, oh. No. Hold on. what? Parece agua.
2: Okay.
1: Oh, parece agua. Um. So the tetrahedron that you have with the
0: what do we need to do. What we need to do is think in terms of creating. The yeah, the black the black tetrahedon, but at each of the three points, okay four, it's four. Huh?
1: Four. tetrahedron has four points.
0: No, the base.
1: Oh, okay. The base. Okay,
0: the base. I'm sorry. At the base, um the the sun guy has have to be the base.
1: Oh, like a miniature version of it?
0: Yeah, like they're gonna, like yes. Well, no. We actually think of the sun Gaia as the is the size that we're gonna work from, okay. And then the tetrahedron is gonna come off of it. But the the sun Gaia needs to be there in order to do something with Gaia's energy and that something something to do with balancing with Gaia. They don't want it sitting. They don't want the peer. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. They're going to create a vortex. See, there's no place to send this. This is, this shit has got to be destroyed. Okay? So, there's, it's not like a vortex where we, we can put something there and send it home. It's a vortex that will pull in all of this garbage stuff. Okay? Inside it. Alright? And then what they'll do is that they'll, Use the oxygen creator to basically just cook it until it, it, it you know, the shungite and the oxygen—it'll it, just bring it back to its elementals and, and be okay.
1: Can the shungite grid or the turtle pulse the frequency to neutralize this? Well, that's what it's going to do to cancel yeah. this. Yeah, that's it's. So you're the descri- guy describing the tetrahedron, at, at each point. There's a Shanghai. Yeah. Is that what you described? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. And apparently we don't need many more than. Th- I'm getting three.
1: Okay. So and, and these are to be. What are they saying about location? Is it supposed to be at the beginning, the middle, and well, the end? Of the spill? Yeah.
0: Yeah. One one's above the 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 spill. The other one is right there at the spill. Um and that's to disperse. Um ooh that's nasty. That's to disperse um a lot of oh god all right wait a minute I gotta okay what what's going on Oh, those bastards okay don't get angry um what's going on is that they're focusing a tremendous amount of evil into that place it's an outright attack on Gaia it's um it's really nasty. So what they need to do is they need to address the energy field that's growing around where the toxic spill is. Because unfortunately, you've got a lot of people out there like you, me, and Jane who are going like, we can't, this we, we don't accept this. But there's an awful lot of people out there that really get their jollies off of the oh, catastrophe, oh, you know, death. I mean, unfortunately, there's an evil that's out there that, that keeps raising its little head. (laughs) And um, so they need one there. Then they need one downstream to... um, So there's some... You as
1: a remote viewer, there's something you can do right now. Now, you know, I don't know if you're willing to do it. What's that? Since you can pinpoint this, I don't care what, how it looks, but you can see this point and you... Maybe there's a reason they gave you the the code to access your divinity. This is what you need to do is become aware of your crown chakra and see it open like the petals in a flower. Uh, I don't know if you at this time you want to use the, the the sonic code but what you're doing is you're pulling in your I am essence Okay. You're pulling it in into your body through the crown chakra, and as it's coming in, it's spiraling at very high speed. Now, as it's coming into your head, your eyes become projectors on whatever it is that you're looking at. You become aware that there are two streams of high-velocity adamantine particles shooting out of your visual ray, And you see it hitting this target, and as you do that, you declare, may the I am that I am receive you and restore your soul. Nothing resists this, nothing can resist this. There's no antidote for them for this. The I am that I am receives you and restores your soul.
0: Well, shit, that's
1: fun. What? What did you witness?
0: Well, I just kept focusing on the. It, it's it's interesting because it's it's like. Um, it's almost like I'm top I'm I'm on top of the ravine. And looking across the river, but not exactly because it's most it's it's like there's I'm halfway down. I'm like halfway down the ravine. There's st- there's still stuff above me, there's ground above me, there's ground below me, but I've got this overview perspective of the river and what I'm feeling or rep- what's being represented is, is like um, mines, but old-fashioned mines, you know, with the wood and stuff.
1: And yep, the trusses.
0: The trusses and stuff all over to the right and in the middle of where the river is from where that mine is and and again it's more like where i am you know it's not above me it's just sort of well it's a little bit above me but it's not much above me but i'm at that same level and there was this huge gunk of just awful energy that was suspended through the entire ravine area and um that's what i said when i got there it was like oh crap what is this stuff you know and it's it was all thought energy it wasn't uh, you know, I'm not seeing anything particularly sorcerer in it. You know, it, it's thought energy. It's weird human friggin' thought energy. And um, so then when you just stepped me through that, I kept just staring at it, Um, you know, etherically, <laughs> got my eyes closed. I was just staring at it, and it... It dissipated but it sort of dissipated as if every single person that had put that evil thought in that position the thought got sucked back into them and I'm sure that there was millions of people that suddenly had a a tremendous uh, awakening that it was like, you know I mean, all I can tell you is that I, I felt the connection to all these people and then I saw it the, their thought form just be sucked back into them carrying the um, releasing the soul image to it Did Restoring, restoring
1: you see too. the uh, the streams of particles coming out of your eyes
0: oh well yeah but you you taught me how to do that before I, I knew that that was that's why I can do it so quickly I've learned so much from yeah
1: the, there's no antidote for that it just it just has to because the 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 Uh, I learned this from the Norman Paulson book. He, I believe he's still alive. He owns a a kind of spiritual retreat in Santa Barbara and he was a young man when he was with Yogananda. And he, the one reason he couldn't remain in in the fellowship with Yogananda is because he had other stuff to do. He was, you know, he came to do like spiritual warrior stuff. And when he was at the lowest of the low, he lost the, the, he lost his wife because the wife left him and she couldn't he couldn't see their child. He lost his job. I mean, everything that he had worked for just disintegrated. He was stuck in a hospital with a broken foot. He was in traction. So he he had reached the bottom of the bottom. And at that moment, when he was in the hospital, um, he was he had to confront the a form of Lucifer and describes this as a he says you could tell right away that he this is a, a creature from another civilization and another time because he describes this 12 foot man uh, covered in shiny metallic clothing that felt alive wink wink you know David Wilcock and he's wearing like a like a tiny shiny uh, helmet. And he's carrying this long flute, and he confronts him. He looks down at him because he's in the bed with a broken foot, and he says, "You think a a powerless pup like you can hurt me?" So he picked up the flute and he starts playing. And he could see in his mind's eye that he was the 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 sound of that flute was making people kind of crazy. They wanted to get up in arms and start, you know, riots and fighting and war in different parts of the world. So that's when he. He did his thing, and he opened up his crown chakra, allowing his Ion presence to pour in. And when the the two beams of adamantine particles hit the body of a Lucifer, they started evaporating evaporate like smoke. He started from the head down, and when the, the beams were down to the waistline, it's like he, uh, he, the, he says that it, would, it looked ridiculous. The two legs went up into the air, and they hit the roof. And they were like thrashing about, trying to get out of the room. And he finally d- d- dissolved the whole thing. So that night, you know, that form of Lucifer was defeated. And and the remaining of the days that he was there in the hospital at night, the uh, the entities, the dark etheric entities, kept circling around him, you know, like sharks around a, a barge, <laughs> around the raft. But they wouldn't get near him because they were afraid of him. And one of them said to him, "He who defeats Lucifer must take his place." And he and he responded back, "What? He was so big I could never fit him in my book of life." And he just dismissed him. But that was uh, a tremendous battle, and that's where I learned that. And that was the thing because he explains in the book the reason these creatures, these entities. Fell to the depths that they fell is because in their uh, thirst for adventure and discovery and learning, they went to parts of the universe where they lost their connection to source. And that made them crazy. It, It made them totally bonkers. And from that moment on, all they wanted is somehow, some way to get back to source. So they figured, okay, if we gather up enough energy, you know, we start consuming The energy of other beings will be able to make it back home. So that's why he makes that declaration. Receive you and restore your soul. Because that's that's what they want. They want Source. And that's why they went crazy. They lost Source. So if any of this makes sense to you.
0: Yes, it does. Now, let me ask you this. Could we do it again, but this time actually put something there? Such as? Well, such as the etheric devices we were just talking about, but more than that, um, compassion and empathy?
1: Yeah, and it's it's Gaia, the one that's putting the devices. I mean, we're just witnessing it, and she's the the one putting the energy.
0: Right, in a little purple ray, you know, sure. a little, little stew of, of just positive energy.
1: Yeah, since you can witness the place, you can seal the whole place up, so... Or you could even conceivably put just one huge, gigantic fullerane encompassing whatever property is, whatever the size of this mine is, wrap it up in a giant fullerane. So I I was requesting that it be shut down permanently. Let this be a lesson to everyone. Just put it out of business. Shut it up. Seal it. Do whatever you need. Just stop this all mining operations there. I mean that was my request, but it makes. I know, no,
0: I know nothing about what caused it or started it or
2: nothing.
1: And in, in the article in Facebook, the EPA is claiming responsibility that one of their employees made a mistake, but then I don't know.
0: Well, I I said uh, Sean, um, he was he was reading uh, a discussion about the, what this this other guy had said. If you do this, this is what's going to happen. And he was he was reading the guy's report. You know, it's gonna you're gonna put the water in there. The water's gonna back up. It's gonna go through all the fissures. It's gonna and, and he even gave how much pressure would be built up, um, and that once the pressure built up to a certain point, it would just start blowing rock apart. And once that happened, it was no stopping anything. And apparently that's what happened. And it's all, it was all under the auspices of what the EPA was doing. Now, see, um, I think that I think these people have all been possessed by total evil, and they're just lashing out at nature. It's like you know, they may have come to the conclusion that you know Gaia exists, and what so what are you going to do? You're going to attack her. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's really smart. The flea killing the dog. Yeah. yeah. That's really, really smart. All right. Well it's um so
0: Okay, a- so, so talk me talk me through it again, only this time we're gonna we're gonna put stuff there too.
2: Okay. We're just so, gonna
0: make it up we're gonna think of it as a fullery. Um right in that cavern, not too big a fullery, and we're gonna just full it. fill full it we're gonna fill it with all of this good um, compassion, the purple ray, empathy—that's um, all we need, I think. And just you know, fill it so that it, c- it continually beams out. It just become a
1: beacon of. of so you the- don't want to surround the mine with the fullerene. You want to put fullerenes inside the mine. I want to get a. No, I
0: want. Okay, we can. We can put a. We can. We can just stop all the stuff you know i mean yes we can put a fullerene around that stuff to stop it but mo- i'm more concerned about having an opportunity where so many people are focused in on this that every time they focus in on it they're going to inadvertently hit this compassion this purple ray this awakening ray this empathy energy that they're because their focus is on it sound right correct Okay. Now, as far as the minds go,
1: so um, in that in that case, we could uh, analyze. Yeah,
0: uh, Ethically and in our reality, we can just close them all off. We can just have Mother just squeeze them shut. Okay, not a problem. Just squeeze them shut, lock everything into place, and um, but then you still got all the toxins in there, so that's not going to work. So um okay what we'll do is we'll go and we'll 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 um we'll just I'll just clean out I'll clean out all the mine areas through that whole area we'll just get rid of the whole stuff but first I want to put that energy thing there okay so okay. we'll go back in and we'll build a fullerene that's the size of the cavern like I explained to you just think of, think of yourself being halfway up the cavern in
1: this river below what, you. What do you want the fullerene to be made of, the purple ray or adamantine particles? The adamantine particles, is, it's a trap. Whoever looks at it is going to get hit with this I like that. liberating thing. So you can visualize a fractal fullerene made up of infinite number of adamantine particles. And so what is
0: an adamantine particle?
1: These are the high-velocity particles. They're, the only way to describe them is divine energy. That's why there's no antidote to it. Okie dokie. And you can... You have your tonal code, so you can invoke your divinity to come in and do that.
0: Okay, talk me through it, too. We're going to start with the
1: chakra right on that. Okay, so... Breathe in deeply to get the energy circulating. And you're just going to become aware of the crown chakra opening up like flower petals. So at one point, anybody looking at you might think you're wearing a, a little crown on your head. And as it opens up, the I am presence that, uh, shares a, you, you share a chakra with your higher self, which is about a hand's breadth above your head. So that's like a, like a portal there. So as your crown chakra opens, through that chakra you can allow your I am presence to pour into you. And then your eyes become living projectors for this energy. So as you're witnessing this cavern, allowing, you know, the adamantine particles to pour in through you, you see them assembling themselves as a, not only a fullerene field, but a fractal fullerene field, that each node is a fullerene, and each node of that is a fullerene, and, and so on, into infinity. So this fractal fullerene field made up of adamantine particles is to be stationed here, permanently, to transmute and liberate energies. Anything that is of a negative spin. And because of the nature of the fullerene, it works throughout all dimensions. From first dimension all the way up to the twelfth dimension. It is present everywhere. You cannot go around it or bypass it. There is no loophole for a fullerene it is conscious, it's alive and whoever becomes aware of it is going to be automatically hit with adamantine particles because it is enabled by the divinity code it can pour and it can bring in and project adamantine particles all day long it never wears out because the Fullerene has access to infinite space, infinite energy. And all the nature spirits and our deans should be able to avail themselves of this power to protect themselves and to be helped in their tireless task of helping to heal nature and all the life of nature.
0: Okay what what's so interesting about it is that um at first I couldn't get locked into the river at all. I was like in space and that's where the fullerene was created.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then it, it I well I sort of was following it more than it doing anything and it went over the cavern and set it, set itself down just so very very gently in there, you know? And then, um, I, I decided that you would not talk me through the emotion thing, putting in the, the compassion and the, the, you know, the purple ray was there, but the compassion wasn't. So I opened up my heart chakra. And when I did, I connected with the reality dialer and the energies that are there. And then that connected me to the cube. It etherically duplicated itself and ended up right in the middle of the fullerie. Okay. Perfect. Then when you started to talk about the elementals, um, it was like flashes of energy came off of this, this, uh, fullerene and smacked every animal and every, um, elemental in through the area and just covered them not, yeah, with a fullerene. It was a fullerene. Yeah, because it just was this white light around them, but now that I look at it, it's fullerene. So now let's just go deal with the uh, the mines. Okay. Let me see how she wants to
1: do this. So this, so this this cavern where you put the fullering is different than the mines.
0: Yeah, the mines are on the side. We've taken care of the between the river. We're we're, we're suspended. we suspended over the river, right between you know the the that will be called a valley or a channel or what, but. Where, where the two uh, cliff sides are, they're completely filled with the fullerene, Okay, but the the soil itself, where the mine is, okay, that needs to be cleared out because it's still full of such poison and awfulness. Okay. Well, the earth elementals
1: are now protected with fullerenes so they can work at neutralizing this because the Shanghai is very she's, nature. She's She's, she's put one of the, the... I lost your voice.
0: Some, oh, it muted itself. How weird was that? <laughs> I didn't move my hands. It muted itself. Okay, Um, I think what happened is that I might have bumped it. or I don't know. Anyway, okay, so what she's doing is she's putting up a life um, pyramid, a tetrahedon, the, the black one, just like, you know, we've got in the zapper. Mm-hmm. And, she, and basically, she's just sucking that stuff up, putting it in there.
1: Because it, it can be—that's the—that's the thing that I was going to ask. It can be demanifested.
0: Exactly what she's doing.
1: Half of it is already in the quantum, and it can just be dematerialized.
0: Right, that's what she's doing.
1: And the, that's the the beauty of the Shanghai that anything noxious gets just gets. Uh, activated
0: okay let's put those other three in in uh, in place uh, well actually there no they're not there yet okay we're gonna we're gonna take the the uh, Sun guys and we're gonna put the the tetrahedon on top of it we're gonna make three of them one's going above the where we've got the uh, the full right now no no, we don't do one above. We do one below. All three of them are all below.
1: Below. Uh, below
0: the toxin, because nothing, nothing is, nothing is the the fullerene. We don't have to go above the river, above where the fullerene is. The fullerene is there. All we're going to do is clear out the water right now as quickly as possible.
1: Okay.
0: All right. So they want all three of them down river. Okay. Equidistant. I don't know what that computes in miles, just equidistance. And they need the three of them because of the cohesion.
1: Okay.
0: Did I say that right, cohesion?
1: Mm-hmm. The, well, not cohesion, it's the coherence.
0: Coherence, there it is. I knew I was wrong. Okay. All right, so let me see, where are we at? Okay, there's gin all over the place. Okay. They're act They're asking me. Are we activated? I'm asking Gaia.
1: Are they asking to activate the uh, three tetrahedrons?
0: Correct. Uh, she's saying, "Wait." Okay. Oh wow. What what she's waiting on is that. We are not alone. There's a tremendous number of light workers who are focused on the same thing. And she's waiting for a certain amount of energy to build, not that she needs it.
1: Can we enlist the help of the Shanghai grid to give us a a boost? Yes. So let the Shanghai grid come in and feed each of these three tetrahedrons.
0: Well, it's more than that. Um, there's people out there that are doing basically the same thing we are. With which What I'm getting is that um, the Shungite grid, just turn it on, turn it on, full blast, boom, boom, power's up, okay? Now the power that's up is going to be used by all those other people, like Gene is probably doing this now.
1: Okay.
0: You know, anybody that is connected to the, <laughs> the whatever we're connected to. Is uh, got the mission that we we got to focus in on this thing. So those people are all focusing in on it. The satellite system is pulled, has gone way up in power, so that their thoughts are now going to be imbued with more, not so much power, as um, uh, they're developing the same frequency. And it's when that frequency gets to a certain point, those things are going to turn on. And there's going to be a backlash. A backlash when they turn on towards everybody that's doing this. And they're going to have like a aha moment. An awakening of some sort. This is big. This is much bigger than I thought we were going to get into.
1: In my imagination I saw myself talking to all these guys who created the Secret Space Program. And just daydreaming. And I'm Thoroughly disgusted by the obscene pathological arrogance that allowed this thing to exist by exploiting the rest of us. And I imagine myself telling them, you know what? You can keep your Star Trek civilization because while you were building it, the rest of us on Earth, we became the queue. Yeah. <laughs> Once you're fully awake and you got all your DNA, what <coughs> do I want a spaceship for? What do I want to get inside a, a tin can for?
0: Okay, the other things turned on and just backlashed. They turned on. Yeah, yeah. They just. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a big. I thought it was going to be like turn on and boom, hit these people. No, <clears throat> they're turning. They're turned on, and um, it, it's a gentle. It's a very gentle uh, frequency that's being sent back over the same network that just got that they sent it out. All these people out there, all these light workers, are about to. Um, could change drastically.
1: So th- this is this is feeding back on the light workers, or feeding back on the guys who. No, it's
0: feeding it? back on the light workers. What we just did because they they sent all this energy into the into Colorado to fix it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> when we turned on the satellites to full power, their thoughts, their energy, you know, their beam, okay, got completely energized with the shungite. And because we, as the witnesses, are knowing what we're doing with the field, that field got empowered that thought form. So it's like a huge thought form. But the thought form, it's like a dream cities. Mm -hmm. Remember how the dream cities were being created because of the energy from the people? It's the same sort of thing. So there's this huge thought form that is, in in, in, in reality, what is allowing what we're doing to work. Yes, Gaia could do it by herself. But not really. Not at this point in the game. She needs us to be there. She needs the
1: witnessing. She needs... Plus, it's our duty because as humans, we broke it, we fix it.
0: And we have to have a story. <laughs> so the story is is that all these people that took... You know, and it doesn't matter what time. It didn't have to be time now. I mean, it's because it's going back and forth in time. It's, it's anybody that got focused on this that was bad, put that crap there. They just got zapped because we sent it back to them with, you know, connection to source. These guys that are light workers put the energy out there. The Shungite boosted it and gave it a similar frequency so that when it hit those three devices that are there they turned on and then a resonant, like like an echo if you will, okay, came off of them and I thought it was gonna come off high Hard, but it's very sweet. It's very like just and it's pulsing. It's definitely pulsing. So they should um, they should feel really good in the morning.
1: Okay. So then you on the 3D world, you still have to. Yes.
0: Get, yes. 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 You still have to. We still have to do that. We have to commit to do that.
1: I know you don't do phone calls. Is it conceivable that you? might speak with this person on the phone to get more info more details
0: well um it's Jean's friend okay okay so um what what kind of details do you want
1: well um, is she near the tributary is her property facing the tributary uh, if we sent her a device do you have any issues dropping it in the middle of the river you know, yeah
0: we've got to, we've got to have Gina talk to her to say you know because basically all she if she drops it over a bridge she's just got to get it in the river for the gin mm-hmm. and again that's a storyline it's already been taken care of on our three d our three d our reality if there wasn't any problem to begin with but in our reality now we've got okay we've got this mesh of new reality for the 3D that's there because we it's there's there's still I don't want to I don't want the suffering I don't want any of that shit to happen so every once in a while maybe we're going to be called on to clean up something that you know got bias and that's what I think this is the the first
1: thing that uh, flushed in my mind when I saw the pictures terrible pictures um what about the underground water you know that the river is not waterproof it is you know the, the, that water that's flowing along the river is seeping into the earth. Uh, cleaning the river is secondary, considering that you might contaminate the aquifers for centuries. So this was, you know, like you said, major disaster. It was almost like a smaller version of the Gulf thing,
0: or a larger version,
2: or larger
1: version,
0: <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, we are live. Okay, Linda, um, Linda's on, I think. Um I Okay. Hi. <laughs> uh, hi. Uh, I don't know if you want me to use your full name or not. I kept trying to remember to ask you that. Walt is back with us, and, of course, Colleen Kelly is producing. Linda, um, do you want me to use your full name? I don't mind at all. Okay, this is Linda Morse. She's the lady that we talked about in the tape that you just heard. She's the person that brought our attention to this. And so if anybody has credit for anything that may or may not have happened, it is she. She is the special kind of person that so many of us are that look at something terrible, terrible, terrible and believe there is something that can be done. And so she reached out to Jean Rockefeller, who then reached out to us, and then we just went in there and did our thing. Um Linda uh do, do you want to uh kind of like tell us how it all started for you just from what happened? I mean, how did you find out about it and just tell us your story, huh?
2: Well, I I actually don't read the newspapers or listen to the radio or anything like that. My husband uh came home and said there was a really horrible accident and of course as soon as he said that my heart just thought, "What?" How horrible could this be? And he said they had released the. Um, at first they said it was a hundred million gallon or uh, one million gallons from the gold mine um, up in Silverton that they were, the EPA was on, and it rushed down into the. Just like this rivulet ended up being this huge amount of um toxic waste that ended up in the Animus River, which has been going on for a number of years. trickle here, a trickle there. Well, this was a surprise for everybody. And um, when I saw the picture the next day and I actually had ridden by the river the next day, you could see it looked like a stop, you know, like when you look when you come up to a sign, a caution sign on the highway, it's that orange yellow. That was the river, and the picture that had been taken were these three kayakers, and you could see where the river was blue-green, and here came this long, this, you know, this whole huge uh, dump that was that color. And so I just thought, my heart, my heart just ached, and... The next day, I took a walk on the river, and I was walking along. And I always carry one of the organite pieces that Jean had made last uh, equinox uh, of the September equinox, under Jack the Watcher's guidance. And I just stood there and looked at this sad, sad situation. And I thought, you know, maybe, maybe the river would like to have this organite. And I just checked in through kinesiology muscle testing, which is which I work with all the time, and I got a very strong yes. So in it went. And um, then I had come home and I I emailed Jean and I said I just want to thank you and Jack for participating in the help of healing the water here because I don't I don't know if you knew what was going on and I shared to her what had happened and she said holy. Holy hair, Batman, was her exclamation in the email back. She said, I just saw that. What a terrible thing. I'm going to contact two friends of mine, and I'll see what I can come up with. And the next day I got a call from Jean saying that she was working with two friends, and I said, well, who are these two friends? And she said, Nancy Hopkins and Walt Silva. And I said, well, I know of them because I've had shungite from Nancy, and I've shared it with my my sisters and friends, and and um, so the next thing I knew, there was a a device that being that was being sent, and um, I did take it up and put it in the water um the the day after it arrived. So, I I would like to just thank anybody who is listening and anybody who is out there to listen in the future because. Walt reminded me that Nancy had told him that there weren't just a handful of lightworkers that were working on this. There were many, many people. And I know if you're listening to this and if you're connected to this in some way, that you were a part of that healing. So thank you. My gratitude goes out to you.
0: I appreciate that. Um and that that is the, that is the um the key to everything is that we we come together in a knowing fashion and do things uh that honestly prior to recently we didn't know how to do. Um when let me what well, Walt do you have any questions you want to
1: ask Linda? Walt, uh, Walt Silva this is Linda Morse. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry huh? I just had to un- unmute myself. Hi Linda how are you?
2: Very well, thank you all. It's nice to hear your voice in person. I've listened to numerous of you and Nancy on uh, Cosmic Radio. <laughs> and you're well tonight?
1: Uh, I'm sorry? Repeat? And are you well? Oh, yes, thank you. Great. Nice weather we're having here. Uh, uh, what I wanted to um, have you share with the audience is the uh, something that uh, Nancy is always talking about, um, that one of the purposes that we have is we need to learn to manipulate energy, and that's it's kind of a of an anecdote that you kind of didn't like the sound of that. Uh-huh. So, you, like when you first got the the water turtle, you were kind of like testing it yourself to see, you know, should I be doing this? Should I not be doing that? So I thought that was an interesting bit of uh, of what you experienced on your end. You know, when you got the device, you weren't 100% sure at first, but then. You did your thing to determine that yes it uh, you know it is correct, and you should go ahead and do it, so remember we shared a, a few That's, emails between Nancy and me,
2: <laughs> yes, about the word manipulate because um yeah i I loved how you informed me and i my sisters and I talk all the time and i and I sent it on to them for them to also have the uh, Inspiration. manipulate can be something positive, and um, the first place I went to was the dictionary, and I looked up the word uh, manipulate, and the first definition that came, which is often the most you know proper or the the most used, was that it was manipulating um, a device or you know some kind of um, elect, it, it reminded me of an electronic thing the way it was describing it, but it wasn't manipulating uh, people with an ill intent. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like when you illumined me to the, uh, the manipulate, because it, it was a concern of mine, I mean, I, you know, I don't like the word manipulate because I think I, we've all been manipulated. And <laughs> so I didn't also want to um, carry that out. Even if it was in, you know, in a manner that I thought was good, because sometimes we don't always know, and so that's when I just tune in for myself, and I did. I, I, I had the, um, the device in my hand, which Nancy then shared with me and further emails. It's called the Turtle. So I had the Turtle in my hand, and, um, and I just. Asked several different ways, and I would just get such a strong yes. And so I was actually already to go. It had come in Monday's mail, and I was already to go. I checked the mail in the evening. I was already to go Tuesday morning. And I thought, great! I have this wonderful opportunity, this window that I can go up because uh, I was going to go way north of town and um, drop it in at Baker's Bridge. Which is a, you know, a a famous place here in Durango. And it's, I thought, well, maybe I should just check in with the river herself and find out when she'd like to receive it. And then I got a very strong tomorrow. It was like Wednesday. It's like, oh, okay. I guess I'm going Wednesday. So I did. I went up Wednesday and along with the turtle, I, Dropped in um, four drops each of two crop circle essences that address like the original beautiful construct of water on our planet when it was very pristine. So that went along with the um, the journal. So,
1: so how many days has it been now, or or weeks since you tossed it?
2: Let me see. Um, The accident occurred on the fifth of August, and I went the following Wednesday. So I don't. I'd have to look at a calendar to actually tell you
1: what date that was. So it's a little less than a month. Yes. Okay. Have you been back to the river recently? Has the appearance of the water has it changed texture or color or something?
2: Yes, it has. You know the. it it actually looked better uh probably about four or five days out when I had actually dropped the river, uh, dropped the turtle into the river. Mm-hmm. I um, ha- happened to be in a conversation with a, an older couple that were walking by, and they told me that, Um, she comes every summer and she sketches the river, and she says it's still milky. You know, it's still a milky color, even though it was much, much, much better. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: um, I've, you know, walked several times on the river since then, and it looks quite nice. Um, I can't, I have to help and feel that it it is the result of um, your collaborative effort,
1: our collaborative effort, everybody's collaborative effort with the turtle. So when you tossed it in, it, it looked that orange-yellow ye- color that you sh- saw in pictures?
2: No, that was when it was still looking milky, according to this. I mean, and I thought it looked oh. much better, but it was, uh, she said, it's still mil- a milky color. You know, not everything had come and washed through. And oh. you actually still see a little bit of residue around the rocks as the river has gone down a bit lower. You can mm-hmm. see an orange residue around the rocks and a bit the bit of on the um, on the bank.
0: Now you told us that there had been um, they investigated the water purity and in, in the fish and they came it came to be good.
2: Yes, I heard this report on Friday. There was a local report and they said there had been no chronic ill effects to to taken place. And I thought, well, guess what, y'all? <laughs> guess what? <laughs> so, I'm sure the turtle has help. And Jean, um, Jean had checked in after you know I shared with her, and she said I just checked in with the river, and there were four entities working on that, and uh, they were water beings. And uh, that, along with the turtle, and I think everybody's good wishes and their their intentions.
0: Just so I can clarify, you actually did not hear the tape that we played in the first hour.
2: I did not hear the tape, but I listened to it um, when you and I first communicated, Nancy. You had sent me the link to that, so I did listen to it about the adamantine particles and how you, you and Walt had come um, about talking about, you know, participating in this. And um, one of the things that that. Really struck me about that part of the tape or the whole the whole thing that you talked about that
0: now, just so I can clarify for the audience she's talking about the radio show that we did where we just basically told the story, not the tape see and the the tape was actually a recording of what we did uh Linda, and I will send you a copy of that because Thank you. it it goes through blow by blow it's it's at it it was recorded as it happened, so there's a lot of more details in there because to be honest, when I'm doing a remote viewing, I'm focusing so much on what I'm seeing that the recording mechanism in my brain doesn't work very well,
2: and Whoa, so. Oh, fantastic! Yes. Thank you for <laughs> so, that. Cam, yes. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, and and so Walt actually, most of the time, except we got this recording now, he remembers more of what I say than I do. So um, that that's the difference is that this is actually the the blow-by-blow blow description of it, which I will get to you. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just wanted to clarify that.
2: Thank you. And is it is it okay if I share that with my sisters or some other people? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay,
1: wonderful. And the and the thing is that if anything, all of this work should just be an example because if in every community you put together a group of let's say weather people. Weather like the weather, uh, you, you wouldn't have to deal anymore with like a tornado destruction or anything because all you have to do is as soon as you hear the report, just get five or 10 people in the room to start meditating and they can just dissolve the thing or just push it away. I mean, we, we, this past winter, we flabbergasted, uh, there's a lady living in Freeport, Maine. Her name is uh, Carol Hemingway. And she's a veteran astrologer and she handles clients from all over the world. And this past winter, she was kind of, uh, in a really bad state. She was super worried because there was this major storm coming over that was going to hit them. And the material, the, uh, the weather guy on the, on the TV was saying that he was going to be working overtime. He was going to stay on the, at the station reporting. Hour by hour to tell people you know the best route to get from here to there and you know get your supplies and stay home, and I, <laughs> I said to my mom, "Why don't you do your thing with the storms that you always do?" And she goes, "Okay, you know, very matter of fact." And then the next thing I know, I get this huge email from Carol. She says, "I could not believe the, the man on the TV. He was he was spellbound. He, he his jaw was hanging open." They were looking at the radar, and they were seeing this thing turn around, and it just went out into the ocean. And she says, here, we're everybody's gearing up for this giant monster storm, and we didn't get a snowflake. Wow. So if if we do that in every community, nobody needs to suffer the devastation of tornadoes or anything at all. Just get a few group of people, you know, conscious enough and just full of love, and you can change anything in your reality. Let me give you another example of that. Um, the
0: man who was the uh, meteorologist when hu- Hurricane Andrew hit in the 90s here in Miami, he stayed on. I mean, th- he was right in the eye of the storm, and um, he was they, the station was able to stay up, uh, and he kept talking to people, and people were just, I mean, this was like, when I saw the devastation that this little storm did, it was only 20 miles wide. It was absolute, like somebody had just, you know, carpet bombed the entire area. But mm-hmm. there were people in this area and many of them gave, um, this guy credence as credibility as being the person who kept them sane during all this because none of us, even, even people like myself who have lived here for a very long time, uh, would confront, would even imagine a storm that was first off just Nothing and then blew up right off our coast and then came in with category five power. Uh, that is the one storm that I will point to and say if harp, if harp can, I think harp, I think harp was involved in it because it was just too damn weird. But the devastation was, um, and I'm trying to think of this guy's name. I'm having this blank. It's like floating through Brian Norcross. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So Brian. <laughs> is a few years I mean it was like ten years later there was another um, terrible storm that was coming directly at us and so Ryan was on and he was actually taking uh questions he sat down and and, and took questions from people and he was just from the get go it was uh the man was in his prime again so one of the questionnaires uh, questioners came in and said. Brian, if, if that low that's up in the northern part of the state was to grow intensely and move east, would that turn the storm? And Brian said, well, yes, but there's no indication that it's going to uh, build in any way. In fact, it may lessen. And the next night he came back on, and God bless him for being so honest, he got on and he said, okay, the storm is no longer threatening us because the low that was above in the northern part of the state grew enormously without any reason. And the only way that this would have happened is if you people, you people out there, the audience, did saw yesterday's show and knew what you had to do. Now, that to me was a stunning, stunning, revel- I mean, I'm, I, I I was so goose pimpled you can't even believe uh Brian is now with the weather station uh TV weather TV so um, yes in fact and another another example of of that is again hurricanes um, people in south florida were very very familiar with what hurricane could do so i think it was in in 2005 oh no i was corrected it was 2004 um we were getting hit with a huge i mean my god this thing was this thing was scary it uh, virtually covered the entire. If you put it over, it would cover entire Florida, and it just sat on the outskirts, right, right, <clears throat> right east of the of the, um, the Gulf Stream. Which, when they come over the Gulf Stream and they're sitting there, they're just gobbling up a tremendous amount of heat because that's what the Gulf Stream is designed to do is to take heat north. So it's the most dangerous place that you can have a storm of that size stop or any size. And, uh, it stopped and it would move a little to the left, a little to the right, you know, but it wouldn't, it, it, it just didn't want to move. And I was laughing because I'm going, oh my God, the people up, the people up, uh, north of us have now learned about this thought energy because just before that, a, a couple months before that, not even a couple, I think it was five weeks, um, they had been hit with another storm, uh, not quite as big, but almost as big. Now, what happened to that storm is that it was again coming right at they they hit they hit the exact same place. It's never happened before. But the first storm, the second storm, I think was Francis. The first storm, I think was Jean, and Jean comes in, and again it's approaching you know northern northern Miami Dade, and then you've got Palm Beach. I mean, uh, uh, Briard, Broward County, and then you got Palm Beach. So the thing is coming right in towards Broward County between Miami-Dade and Palm Beach and above. And uh, this storm is coming in, and the people in South Florida said, no, no, we're not going to do this, we do not accept this.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I watched the radar as it started disintegrating. The entire southeast side of it disintegrated so that when it hit, there was no pro. It wasn't hitting us. It, it just. It, and they couldn't figure out what was happening with the storm. But it just because we were saying no, not no, 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 go away. We don't want you. But the other guys, they didn't know any better, and they just let it come in and, and cream them bad. So by the time Francis comes along five weeks later, they've got they've got the message. That you don't mess around with these storms. And so that dang Francis just sat there for the longest period of time. And finally we won and it went straight at Barrow Beach, the same place that had gotten creamed by Jean. So the fact that, that, you have, that, that thought energy can turn storms and control weather is just one indication of the true power, the true power that humanity has. So that's my stories.
2: I like those. Linda?
0: Colleen? Yeah. Walter, are you there? Are you on your mic? Sorry, I
1: was, I was, uh, muted. Ah, be
0: good, thanks. Are you saying something? <laughs> are you gonna reply?
1: I <laughs> know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was putting things on the chat. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah have- I was saying that the same way that, you know, you have volunteer firemen, you know, we could have volunteer weather changers, volunteer crime dissolvers, you know, volunteer, uh, financial trend changers, Just little groups of people to sit down in a room and meditate and change whatever part of the reality pisses us off.
0: Well, they know that they've done those experiments where they used like 7,000 people and um, had a 75% decrease in violent uh, episodes throughout the world, and that's been duplicated.
1: And and that's that's the thing, is that you no longer need those huge numbers.
0: Right, because some of us are getting...
1: I mean, you can just make do... You get five people in a room that are, like, totally in their hearts and totally focused. Those five are equal to 5,000 people anywhere. Exactly, because cosmic
0: reality, rule one, reality is what we think it is. Rule two, majority wins. And it's not the numbers. It's the how much can you focus, how much energy can you focus. So... um, Hopefully, well not, now, now we're into this, uh, weird period of time where, yes, this has all been set in motion. Now, again, it's set in motion, but at any given time, that horrible event could rear its head again by people saying, well, that can't happen. You can't just, where'd it go? Disappear. It can't happen. And they, if they overpowered us, they could easily um, dirty up the entire situation again so even though right now everything the uh looks good don't give up on it keep putting your energy into it keep building on that bullring and hopefully uh well i i am i know we're going to win because if we don't win we're screwed and <laughs> i don't want to do that <laughs> uh, linda you fascinate me. I um, I want. Can you tell me a little bit more about the uh, crop circle essence that you put in the uh, waters?
2: Um jolly! I'll have to look them up. One um, one is called Tesla water, and this is from a group out of North Carolina called um, Not Made by Hands, and they have studied. Uh, crop Circle Essences, they actually have a woman, I love this name, Angel Rose O'Grady. And she goes into the Akashic Records and she um, determines what the beings who have sent them, what they mean. And then she has another woman named Barbara Lamb who is an, an, an English gal and she's uh, been studying and been around Crop Circle's 25 years or so, and um, she she douses them to find out what their meanings are. And one is um, this Tesla healing water. They talk about now, and, and the man Brian and his um, significant other, I think, wife Pam Chrissy, they say now we're not. You know, I've watched a. They have like a six minute video on YouTube and on their website that talks about uh, dropping one drop of this Tesla Healing Water, or it's also called Global Healing Mandala, into a hot tub. And they said, you know, we've done it in ours. You don't need any chemicals for six months because what it does is it spins the, similar to Shungite, it spins the water in the different direction. And it has actually been created with kind of a Taurus, uh, field with the earth energy, the Gaia energy coming up from the bottom and the creation energy coming from the top. And so, um, the, when I'm looking at the, the label, it says manifestation catalyst for opening divine cosmic consciousness within self and planet intention-focused lens. So um, that is one of the drops. And the other one I would actually have to look up. I I don't remember which one it was, but I I must have tested the group that I have. And um, there was another one that went in. And I remember something about it, um, it, it. It's talking about this is what we should be putting in bodies of water. It will restore them to their pristine... It has other qualities as well, but it will restore them to their pristine um, character when Earth was first formed, or the, when the water bodies were clean and healthy and vibrant with life.
0: Well, uh, Walt, do you think we can
2: um, put those in the in the turtle?
1: Um, sure, I don't see why not.
2: I'll send. I'll send. What, one of the nice things about this. Um, excuse me. One of the nice things about these is that you can recreate them. So I would be very, very happy. I'll send you both um, a bottle, of, and I'll figure out the other one, and I'll send them both
1: to you. Okay, Okay, so are you saying that the person making them is giving permission for the material to be replicated? Yes. Oh, okay.
2: Yes, he does. He says you can recreate them homeopathically, and he believes that they would be... More potent down the road. And, uh, this is, sounds like in some ways these are, you know, new discoveries for them as well. They've created a number of their own different essences, um, along with intention and, and that sort of thing. Um, so it's again the, if you want to check them out, their website is called notmadebyhands.com. Let's take a look. So um when you guys are done or in an email you can send me your, your addresses please so i can get them off to
1: you Oh you mean you didn't keep it when you got the turtle
2: Um uh, i didn't keep your address Walt <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Um
0: uh, we have a when we put up the archive of this show there's a page and i will put this I'll get with you and make sure that we get the um the right kind, the, the what you've been talking about. I'll get the links up so that anybody that is hearing this in the chat room, and we don't get it in the chat room, um, can go to the archive or to the the uh, show page and uh, be able to find these links. Um, so we'll try to keep you uh, get, every 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 time we find something new, we try to make sure that we get it right and get it in your hands. Um, Now, there was something I wanted to ask you, Linda, while you were talking, what was it, what was it, um, damn, I don't remember, um, okay, Linda, um, tell me more, (laughs) uh, how did you, what, what other things are you into, what, what is it that you're doing, I mean, you have a, a, a group, or a website, or,
2: I have a website. I do a number of uh, modalities, and I must say they're they're more like you know they're hobbies. They're a small business, um, and I feel like I probably give more things away than I than I you know sell things. I'm not into it to, to sell. I'm I'm into it because I love them. And uh, one is the is the crop circle essences. A, a handful. I'd say probably about five years ago. I had um read a number of um Freddie Silva, Walt Silva, you maybe you're related in some ways. Um Circles in the Fields, I think was the book name, and I think he may have uh, changed the name since that time that I'd read it, but I was always loved crop circles and I and, and so he 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 has crop circle cards, and I ordered them, and I found all kinds of uses, um, muscle testing them to put them in the garden, or, you know, it was just like, it's like, I don't know why, but I'm just, I'm going to go for it, and I would just ask different questions about whether they could be used in certain ways, and so... About five years ago, I had the inspiration that I'd started making my own flower essences that I should make crop circle essences. And I thought, where? That is, I have no idea why I'm, you know, drawn to this, but I'm just going to run with it. And I would make the flower essence, and then I would put it, in order to create the flower essence, you take the flowers and you, when, when they're at their prime and usually in the morning and you put them in pure water and you let them and be infused their healing essence their healing energy is infused through the Sun into the water and then you preserve that water to um, so mold doesn't grow in it or anything like that and I I, so I made like you know seven or eight of them, and I thought, well, oh, this is kind of fun. And, and then all of a sudden, a friend of mine was leaving town to go to New Zealand, and she had all of these crop, all of these different essences, and she gifted them to me, saying, you know, I can't take these with me. And I looked up and I discovered this name of this company, this uh, not made by hands. So it was like, who are these cosmic essences? They used to be called cosmic essences. And it's like, I, I have no idea of what they are, but when I discovered online who they are, they were crop circle essence people, and I thought, oh my God, what is the likelihood of being drawn to this and then having a whole box just being given to me? So I continued to add to the collection, and, and I've, I work with maybe five or six other different flower essences, and I... I absolutely love them. They are so benign. It's not like um, you know, they're vibrational medicine. And when Nancy, I, I know you've read um Gerber's book. Richard Gerber is it? A vibrational medicine, I think.
0: Yes, Dr. Richard Gerber.
2: Yeah, I read that back in the nineties and I just said, I know, I know this is true. I absolutely know this is true. This is where we're going. And so I, I just, they are the most beneficial little healing tools. They, they work into the electrical system of the body to begin with, but then they particularly work in the um, emotional body first, and then they trickle down into the mental, physical, and to the spiritual bodies. And um, it's uncanny. Like this, the last couple of days I've had some vertigo, and um, I thought, okay, I'm just going to address that with the essences this morning, and I got one that I I don't realize, I don't think I've ever called for. It's a gem essence, and it's quartz crystal. And sure enough, the very last thing in there says vertigo. It addresses vertigo. It's like, holy, as Gene Rockefeller would say, holy hair, Batman. So um, you just can't go wrong with them. They have brought more, particularly the crop circle essences, have brought more synchronicity and allow me to see synchronicity in my life. Uh, And this is like with you guys. You know, half the books that you talk about reading, Walt, I've read, and the people, Nancy, you said, you know, you you put up David Wilcock. I follow David Wilcock. Um, I've been reading these kind of things for many many years so i feel like um our family there's i feel like i'm family with you all
1: well it's obvious that you belong to the same group that makes the crop circles i don't know if gene has mentioned to you uh without giving it much detail but when i did the shamanic journey for gene her guides are not in the upper world as you would expect from you know a regular person you know her guides are in orbit they're extraterrestrial, so chances are that you you yourself are of that of that group. Meaning that
2: <laughs> Yeah.
1: You come from the same group that paints the crop circle, so you you're making use of that technology.
2: I, I believe that. I mean, you know, my greatest love as a child would be looking up to the stars, and to this day my husband keeps saying, Honey, look down. Look down when you're walking. You just look up. You know, you're gonna, <laughs> hurt, you're gonna hurt something if you don't know, you know, pay attention. I'm always, oh,
1: you, have to, you have to, to turn stuff. to him and say, honey, I'm just waiting for my ride, please. <laughs>
2: well, this is funny because, you know, we'll sit out at night and he looks for satellites. And I think the biggest count that we ever had was 14. Well, I said, you look for satellites
1: and I look for UFOs. You know, that's the difference between us. <laughs> well, if you have a, do you have like a, smartphone or an iphone or one of these galaxy phones i the uh i saw this uh uh, one night um i think it was two years ago uh i was was invited by one of these meetup groups that they meet you know to meditate or discuss things and somebody offered their farm in wisconsin so i i hitched a ride with one of them and, you know, we sat in a circle in the middle of the summer, and uh, one of the gentlemen in in the group is someone who is a close friend and familiar with the work of uh, Stephen Greer. Mm, yes. And he talks about uh, his own, you know, extraterrestrial guides. So one of the ladies of the group, she has a, a – I, I cannot remember exactly if it's an iPhone or a Galaxy. All I know is that it's one of these smartphones with the touch screens. And she had downloaded a free application from the internet that was a satellite tracker. So when we were looking at the little dots that are moving across the sky, she would take her phone and put it up to the sky and you would have an, <laughs> an equal dot moving in the same trajectory at the same speed. And it would, and next to the dot, there would be an identifying number saying, okay, this is satellite so and so. So she was actually filtering out the satellites.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It actually comes from, I do have an iPhone, and uh, I went to visit my sister's get-together once a year or twice a year. My two other sisters were very close, and we all love this sort of stuff. So we have wonderful conversations. And we met in Phoenix this year, and I downloaded the Stephen Greer apps, and and we decided that we were going to sit out in her backyard to see if we could make ET contact. and I'll tell you, I I don't know. He said, you know, oftentimes there'll be um, unusual things, even if you might not see them right off the bat. You you might experience unusual things, and two of the three of us smelled an unusual smell, like it would be, um, or like an organ smell. That's the only way. I, it was like almost as if you were to smell. I'm not sure if you organ smells, but there was like an ozone. Maybe it's ozone I'm thinking of, but. Oh, ozone smell and all of a sudden the neighborhood dog started barking like crazy.
1: Yeah, a strong electromagnetic
2: field would do that. Yes, and so <laughs> we felt like we had contacted something, although we didn't see anything, but uh, we felt that we had been, you know, we had brought them in in some way or form.
1: Well, there will, there will always be that kind of manifestation because they, they have the ability, you see that they c- Because of the level of technology, they can do stuff that we don't in the sense that uh, many times Nancy has said we harness energies, but we don't know how to manipulate them. You know, we use electricity, but we don't know how to manipulate electricity. We don't even understand what electricity is. That's not their case. That's why they have the ability, like uh, you've heard uh, through the years Different cases of UFO activity where somebody will be driving down the road and all of a sudden the car dies. It's very simple. The car dies because since they have the power to arrest the organ flow and all the, and all the uh, conductors, they can suspend the electricity. Therefore, the car dies. I mean, our use of electricity is so primitive. Mm. It's like imagine cavemen putting together a cell phone. That's, that's how sophisticated we are in the use of electricity. That's why our technology is no it, no competition when it comes <laughs> to them.
2: Well, so. I, I'd like to share a story, if I may. Um, my father was in the Air Force, and he used to tell us. I don't remember if he – my sisters don't remember the story, but I remember him telling this story that he would fly, and on occasion there – plane would lose all their electronics for about 10 seconds and they thought what in the world is going on and then all of a sudden this thing would just zoom in front of them and about 10 seconds later their electronics all of their you know panel on the plane would come back yeah and he came you know he said we were not allowed to talk about that we were yeah. not allowed to say anything about that and and uh and he You know, I think he was the person in our family who really awakened us to that other reality of things. So he's not living now, and we always say, thanks, Big Bill. Thanks, Big Bill, (laughs) for introducing us to that way of open-mindedness. To my daddy, thank you.
0: You know, I remembered what I wanted to ask you about because... You said after the, after you, because one of the things that I said to, to Walt, I said, gee, I hope she throws it in. <laughs> because we've had, we've had occasion where we've given people devices and they couldn't, they couldn't let go of them. Um, so I, I uh, honor you for having actually thrown it in, uh, because they are extremely seductive. And one of the, one of the, the, I put up a picture and it's on the, um, the cosmic reality, okay, CosmicReality.net, you can go to the buttons in the, on the home page and you'll see a bottom one and it says Current Show. I hope I've got the Current Show up. But it will lead you to the Cosmic Reality blog and we'll, we have uh, pictures of these, these devices. And the one that we've been talking about, the turtle, has actually got a monolith as a base. And that monolith is based on the dimensions of uh, 2001's monolith, the movie. In the in the movie, there's a monolith, and that's got the same dimensions. So I was telling you that in an email, and um, you came back and you said that you have a, a a trawler that you're going to retire on as a houseboat. Is that correct?
2: It's a it's a it's a. I asked my husband what's the difference between a trawler and like a you know a, another boat, and he said they're heavy displacement and they're slow. So yes, we'd like to be retiring on that, and I wanted to take a turtle. And uh, dangle it, you know, on the like in the hall. So wherever we went, the turtle energy would be there. And yet, Nancy, you said, I don't know if you want to share this story with well, you. Oh no, what? no, that's
0: what that's what I wanted to get to.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Go ahead. You you remember the story? Go ahead, tell the story. No, you tell the story.
2: <laughs> it's your story.
0: <laughs> well, um see, when when Walt and I started down this road. Um, I would say something to him, and then he'd get something in his head, and he'd get something in his head, and then he'd ask me about it. And you know, pretty soon we had all these different devices that we were we were experiencing. And one of those was uh, a cube. It's a it's 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 probably the most intricate thing that we we've been given. Uh, well, maybe not, but probably. And it anchors in the new reality. It's very critical to um, what we're trying to do. And I was talking to to Colleen about it on on Skype. And um, all of a sudden, I realized that sitting next to her was an etheric double of the cube. Uh, She had asked me to ask the cube something. And the next thing I know, the cube had self-replicated and was sitting next to her. And I said to her, "Uh, this thing just self-replicated, and you've got an etheric version right next to you. And she said, is that why I've got... Goose pimples and the hairs are standing on my left side and I said, yeah. So that's when we were, became aware, um, of this, uh, ability of these devices to etherically double and essentially, well, what happened also was, um, I think the second time it was, it was, uh, presented to us was when we were working with Mars and we had put a Shun Gaia device, uh, there and when I went to check on it, I, Ended up inside of a machine. And I'm going, what am I in? And I, <clears throat> because I was focused on the, the, the one we had sent. And so I stepped out of the machine and I'm in this big building and then I get farther away from the building. So now I'm looking down from above and I can see that the Shungaya has self-replicated millions of times and that it was actually, uh, re- it was All these things were positioned over the ley line of Mars that had been dis, almost destroyed, and they were reactivating it. So we knew that this was the ability of these, these devices to do this. So I said to you, you, when you said that you wanted to get one, I said, well, in reality, all you have to do is put your hand out and ask the one you threw in the river to self-replicate. And so then I just told you that, and then what happened?
2: Well, that night, I, I read your email, and I thought, hmm, interesting. And I thought, what would that be, like, to just put my hand out? You said the basis is, of it is oxygen. Well, I just had contemplated it, and I went to bed that night, and uh, I woke up, and I real well, sometimes I have a little bit of lucid dreaming, and I realized that I was dreaming of putting these turtles out, I, I was like putting them out into the universe, and I thought, wow, that's pretty wild. And I'd gotten up to go to the bathroom, went back to sleep, and I realized that these turtles were going out, and it was like coming from a holographic point, and they were going out in arcs, like spreading themselves throughout the cosmos, And I thought, I had no intention of doing this. So I was just, like, fascinated and and amazed that this was going Mm -hmm. on. And when I, you know, I I woke up and I just stayed with this experience of um, participating. It, It just created such wonder inside of me. And I could see the... Um, the shape of what this piece that was going out into the cosmos, it it, it was like a five-armed, and it looked like wide flower petals from the center. They were arcing out. And then underneath that, there was seven arms, and they had more of a blunt end, and both of them were translucent. I could see through it like it was more scintillating energy, than it was um, solid. So I could see through them, and particularly the one on the bottom, um, I could see through that even more. It was more translucent. And so I just kind of woke up, and I I just stayed with that. And I emailed Nancy and Walt saying, an update on the turtles, because Nancy said, yeah, don't even bother with it on the bottom of your trawler, just do this. And I thought, my goodness, I must have taken it to heart in some way, and Nancy says, "I could see exactly what you're talking about, you know, this thing that went out there. So I wondered if you had actually remote viewed that out into the universe somehow, Nancy.
0: Well, yeah, because you would you you, you were lucid dreaming, so I couldn't get into your head. I mean, that's not I can't do that but so, but as you, you know i read you, i read it and then i just sort of said well is this real where is it and that's when i saw it.
2: Mm-hmm. it
0: it is real it's not it's not just a lucid dream out of your lucid dream you influence the new reality at least probably the old reality too um, it was very as ma- as a manifester you're very impressive
1: <laughs> sounds like linda's getting the hang of energy manipulation <laughs> <laughs> I think she's remembering how to do it.
2: She's bringing it
0: forth, you know.
2: Remembering, yeah.
0: But that—that that is so important for everybody to understand um, that these things, yes, they were designed. Well, we when when Walt and I were designing, well, I can't. I I I just sort of get an idea in my head, and he's the one that makes it real. But um, the concept of creating an etheric for anything of these devices is because of something that um, Walt told me. Now, we designed them so that they would create uh, oxygen in water, and oxygen purifies water. So that was the focus of what we were doing. But like so many of these devices, they have multiple functionality. And so, Walt, can you just share that... um, Lucid dream that you had, where you were in that uh, machine going through the forest.
1: Oh, um, and it was—it wasn't a lucid dream. It was actually a uh, meditation. Oh, okay. Um, I've always, through the years, I've always listened to the, the musical compositions of Tom Kenyon, and he's the gentleman who channels the Hathor from Venus—the same beings that were physically here during the time of ancient Egypt and in one of the uh, channel messages that he got it was called the sphere of possibilities and it was a, a meditation that was accompanied by one of his compositions and what it was uh, he was given instructions to do this meditation where you just let your consciousness expand and expand and expand until you take in into your Consciousness, everything that is, you know, all the galaxies, all the, all the stars, everything, and just let it expand as far as your awareness, as far as your imagination will let you go. And then once it's there, you let all these possibilities come into you, like beams of light coming into your heart, because you're looking for the highest and the best for yourself to see where that, you know, where that will take you to get to the future that you actually want. And once I started witnessing all these beings coming into me, I went back, and the instructions in the meditation is, once you have one of them focused on you, you let that shoot out from the center of your chest uh, into the space before you, and then just follow it and see where it takes you. So when I did that, I remember following this this line of force like like a beam of light and I saw this um, pine forest and at the edge of the pine forest there was a huge machine and the first thing that got my attention is that the machine was not touching the ground. it was literally hovering over the ground and moving very slowly. and at the top of the machine, there was like an an indented space where there were, Control panels and seating, and this is where the operator would sit and control this machine. Uh, the first thing that I, I, I received, I guess intuitively, is that the machine was restoring this forest, wherever this was. I don't know, but that's the wor- that's why it was war- walking, you know, hovering over the ground and moving. And as it was moving, it was doing something to the soil. It was restoring. The forest, maybe it's one of those areas that get uh, logged to death and nothing grows. Uh, the the second thing I noticed is that the person at the control was a younger version of me, and I didn't want to come back. I mean, he was like so happy and so fulfilled, and I thought, oh my god, this is. I just don't want to leave <laughs> to go back to you know paying debts and paying bills and all of that. And at the time, I had a job to go to, I you don't know, horror of horrors, but that, you know, you can't do that. You, at one point, you have to come back. But, uh, as I was leaving, the detail that I noticed is, the shape of this vessel, seen from the side, is the shape of the turtle. know, uh, after all this, after all these years that I did that meditation, I remember picking up the, uh, the turtle and looking at it in profile, you know, You see the long side of the monolith and then the lens on top of that and the semi flat top of the lens. And I said to Nancy, this is it. This is the shape that that machine had. (laughs) So, you know, who, who, who would have thanked that I would be, you know, putting together something that looked like something I had seen in a, in a meditation, but I thought that was funny.
0: Well, the download I got when he told me about it was that Um, because the frequency of oxygen is also the frequency of abundance, that what we were being told is that this is not just strictly for an environment of water. This is for everything. This covers, you know, depleted forests will be abundant with life type of thing. So when you were compelled to send it out into the universe in the way that you did, Linda... Um it made so much sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it's all about. So you wanna give your um your web your website please, Linda? Do you have one?
2: Yes, uh it is www.cocreative creative design dot net. All one word, co creative design. Co creative
0: design. Right. .net. Okay. And I'm cosmicreality.net along with Walt. You can get to Walt's, um, personal website, which is newparadigmtools.net. And, uh, Colleen hasn't said much today, but without Colleen, we can't do anything. And, um, you know, so, because when the person says it, it is more impactful.
1: Uh, what's your website, Walt? It's, uh, newparadigmtools.net. And
2: Linda, uh, cocreativedesign.net. We're
0: all in it together, and that doesn't limit just the human beings. It's the plants and the trees and the and the minerals and the little critters, you know, and the big animals. We're all in this together. And there's that I put it up, um, and it said, um, you know, the 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 trick to under I'm I'm paraphrasing, but the trick to, to understanding what's what's happening and where you have to get to. Is to realize that we're all connected, but we're all individuals. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It's not that hive kind of concept. Individual, individuals bringing everything to the table. Walt, you got something else you'd like to say, sir?
1: Oh no, I totally agree with you because, uh, like you said, the difference with the individuals in a collective uh, consciousness, uh, as opposed to the hive, is that in the hive, every member is a drone. The only one individual in the hive is going to be the one giving out orders and commands, and the drones just obey. In a collective consciousness, even though you are sharing in the same consciousness, yet each one contributes something different. It's like well, look at our own bodies. Are all the same? Are all the cells in our body the same cell? No. You have nervous cells, skin cells epithelial cells, I mean, we have so many varieties of cells and yet they're part of the one same body, each one doing something different that they're good at, not that different for the body of humanity. Each each one is, like you told me, you know, nobody is replaceable and each one is very valuable because each one has something unique to contribute and I that's that. very very empowering, at least to me.
0: <laughs> I love that concept of the cells making up the human body that's a very good image to put out there. And Linda um I so thank you for coming on and for bringing us this amazing um denture if you want. Um, anything else you'd like to uh add to it or tell the audience or us or I uh,
2: just thank you uh, for having me as your guest tonight. I've so enjoyed it and I thank you for initiating the journey because Really, you know, I think with, um, Jean introducing you a year or so ago, um, Shungite and then learning about that and, uh, what you and Walt have done. And then Colleen, thank you for hosting them. Uh, it, it is, it is like we all have this opportunity to share in this together, um, as an individual and yet to know that we're participating in that oneness and that area that makes my heart sing. So thank you.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, we have a good time. We tell a great story and we're all in it together. So now coming up is going to be Haggy Reads for you, correct, Colleen? That's right. And And what are we reading? Well, I'm reading, I finished Barbara Three Crows' book last week, Mending the Hoop, and this week I'll be starting Return of the Sacred Feminine and teachings of the grandmothers by her by barbara three crow okay. so great time to start up with uh Haggy reads for you a brand new book you can go to the archives for five dollars you can download um not only the book she just mentioned but also cosmic reality my book because she also read that um you can just go in and and pick it up and and you know just spend five dollars instead of the 11 or 12 dollars is going to cost you to get a hard copy. So, um, and tomorrow we're going to be on, um, myself and Colleen with the, uh, fans of Whitley Stryber show. Stryber, Stryber. Why do I do that every time? I don't know. It's Stryber. And, <laughs>
2: huh?
0: Stryber? Stryber. Stryber. Um, and so we always have a good time there. We play, uh, interviews that Whitley has up on his show, on his website, Unknown Country. And then we discuss them. So we always have a really good time. Last week we, we had, um, uh, Shirley McLean on. Oh, yeah. Well, and remember, we also are reading from Anne's diary now in tribute to her, continual tribute to her. And because she's so inspiring. Oh yes, oh yes. Down to earth, good wisdom, good sense of humor, just an all around wonderful being. Yeah. Linda, again, thank you. Walt, Appreciate you so much, Colleen. Thank you guys. Thank, thank all you, of everybody.
2: You. Good appreciate, night.
0: Appreciate the audience, and um, we'll see you next week, same time, same place. Be safe. Love you all.
1: Take care, everyone. Good night. Sweet dreams. Bye. <laughs> Good night, Linda. Teaching.
0: have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening.